0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Oakland
2: A's baseball is just an hour away.
1: Elvis hits a high five ball to left. Drifting back on it. Winker is still going back. He's at the track. He's right to the wall.
3: Leaping at the wall. And it's gone.
1: The pitch. Fastball's try three.
4: Called high octane at 95. A half a dozen K's for Caprillion
1: through four.
2: It's time to take you inside the clubhouse with the A's Total Access pregame show presented by Chevron.
1: Swing on a fly ball right field and deep and Haggerty's going back. At the track, you will turn and watch it fly. And Lauriano goes the other way with a three-run home run.
2: Follow the A's 24-7 on A's Cast, your home for nonstop A's baseball. A's Total Access with Chris Townsend starts now.
5: Good afternoon. Welcome into A's Total Access pregame show presented by Chevron. No gasoline gives you better mileage than Chevron with Techron. Chevron, together ahead. I'm Joe Hughes filling in for Chris Townsend this weekend as the A's look to extend their season best win streak tonight. A chance to run it from three games to four games as they open a weekend series in Chicago taking on the White Sox. And we were lucky enough to pry Vince Catronio away from Lollapalooza long enough to help get us ready for today's action. So Vince, how is Chicago treating you so far, man?
4: Dua Lipa, J. Cole, Green Day, the list goes on and on. Joe, I'm telling you, it's a great place to be down at Grant Park with uh, the big music festival, which I have not attended yet, but you never know. It's a beautiful weather, Uh, no humidity, temperature in the 70s. We're fortunate uh, to be here at this time of the year where it could at times be stifling. So uh, hopefully the A's will continue to play as as good as the weather feels on the south side of Chicago.
5: Yeah, I like the way that you threw in that yet. Like, I haven't been there yet. (laughs) You never know. Never say never. (laughs) Never say (laughs) never. That's right. That's right. Well, as you mentioned, the A's have been playing much better, 6-2 and two since the All-Star break. So do you get any sense about what's changed in the club's attitude, maybe their overall approach now that maybe they've experienced some sustained success series to series and maybe not just game to game?
4: Well, I've asked several players that very question. i mean, talking with Chad Pinder. He does believe that there's been a little bit of a different vibe, and certainly having success has a lot to do with that. Just... Guys a little more uh, used to some specific roles that they're in, used to some spots in the lineup. And, you know, talking with Stephen Piscotti a couple days ago, he felt like, you know, the A's were making some hard contact, weren't really necessarily getting the kind of results they wanted. And that's begun to turn uh, on a positive side for the A's. But I think winning close ball games, low-scoring games, something they could not do much in the first half. I think the bullpen, which has been lights out here recently in the entire month of July, that has helped – So when they've had leads, they've been able to hold on to them for the most part. Starting pitching has been mostly consistent for the A's. I think it's just a a sense of uh, togetherness here, and it's been fun to watch. Certainly a team that's 38-63 and has got to look at each individual day and try to make that the best day possible. I think right now with a record of 13-10 and in July, they've done a very good job of that.
5: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's something that happened earlier this season. Mark Cotze, we heard him talk a lot about the guys kind of pulling it together after the transition of the offseason. It's like it's about the guys that are here right now, and do you get any sense that they've really kind of pulled that together? I know the trade deadline's coming, so it's, it's something scary looming, but they really have pulled it together with the guys that are here.
4: It seems like the Mark Cotze message from day one is something that still resonates inside that clubhouse, simply play hard, and let's win today. And no matter who's here, let's make the most of it. I mean, certainly seeing young guys like Jonah Broad and Be Machine getting some opportunities, Nick Allen getting a chance now another time around and trying to get himself established on the major league level, that's something that maybe Marcotte felt affected Sheldon Noisy as the A's brought Seth Brown off the paternity list. And the casualty of that in terms of the roster was Sheldon going back to AAA where he's had some great numbers, but, you know, there have been some stretches on the major league level where, For him, it hasn't quite kicked in like he hoped it would, at least not yet. And on the other side of that, Sky Bolt is playing the best baseball he's played, and he's been the most confident he has been at the plate. So there are are some pluses and minuses. There are guys that are getting chances, making the most of it, and that is certainly what the last two months are going to continue to be about, Joe, and that is looking at players, evaluating young players, get a sense of who are the guys that you want to move forward with and and see what that means uh, beyond 2022.
5: All right, Vince, great to be back with you guys again. Have a great call today. Hopefully we're talking about a win after the game. A's getting ready to take on the White Sox this afternoon. First pitch coming up for you at 5:10. but coming up next, Chris Townsend caught up with Dave Stewart. We'll have that for you on the other side as we roll along with A's Total Access presented by Chevron.
4: Hey Ace fans.
8: video, phone, together.
9: This is A's Total Access.
5: Welcome back to A's Total Access. Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend this weekend. A's taking on the White Sox to open the weekend series and one of the most feared and revered players in Oakland A's history, Dave Stewart. I've literally got his picture hanging right behind me on my wall. He caught up with Chris Townsend to talk about how special it is to be inducted into the A's Hall of Fame. Well, they special uh, and that was
10: a huge of Joe Rudy, I'm um, in the A's teams. Uh, you know, we can go all the way back to 1968 when they first came here, and when they became the championship teams that they were. I mean, it brought a lot of pride to the area, and you know, I live right down the street, yeah. so I can pretty much ride my bicycle up, and I'm, I'm here in minutes. So it, it was just a great time to be, you know, in East Oakland and to be an Oakland A's fan. What did that team?
6: mean to you guys as a stamp as a standpoint of putting oakland on the map as kids
10: well you, first of all it's oakland's first baseball team um and and you know the the number of kids that grew up here in the area i mean we can start with uh joe morgan and we can go to frank robinson we can veda pinson we can take all those names and the newer names are ricky henderson and don'tro willis and all those guys, we're all from this area. And in 1972, 73, and 74, Oakland's first baseball team, which was a relocation from Kansas City, um, we were all playing in our yards. And we we, unfortunately or fortunately left the Giants and became A's fans, and um, rightfully so when you can put together teams that repeatedly win championships, you know, win back-to-back-to-back years. Um, it, it doesn't happen often, and I don't know how many times it's happened in Major League history.
6: Yeah, only the A's and the Yankees. Two. There's only two organizations that have won three or more in a row, and it's these two organizations. And you think how long we've played baseball, that tells you a lot uh, what a great accomplishment this is. And for me, it's like – I was born in 72 so I was alive but I didn't get to see it but now having worked around the A's for so many years I truly understand the greatness and it's like they didn't they didn't get their due but they're like a fine wine as it gets older they're they're aging really well and they're finally really getting their due as you know baseball history and historians are looking at this era going hey listen this A's team you can't tell the history of baseball without talking about the 80s of the early mid 70s i
10: mean you have to talk about those teams if if you if you talk about greatness if you talk you know you you talk about you know the 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 greatest teams put together you have to talk about those teams um you know reggie jackson in the middle of them they had tremendous tremendously good pitching staffs um each and every year and they can hit and they brought excitement to the game they played the game the way the game that was supposed to be played when the Oakland A's came in town uh, with the white shoes and the green and gold, um, you knew that you had your work cut out. And, and those guys, they they just refused to be beaten.
6: Well, one of the great things that we love having you on the program is we'll be hosting together A's pre- and post-game live, which is always fun. And uh, as much as, you know, when I was growing up in high school, being a pitcher, you were the man. So you are always one of those guys. I had a poster of you. You're one of those guys that uh, – <laughs> Uh, From our generation, you you know, you're one of those players that we always hold in that pedestal. And then just from the A's world, and I think about your career, you know, as a player, as a coach, as an agent, as a GM, and soon-to-be owner, can't wait for all that, and that'll be huge. You basically, you know, we always talk about the NFL Network has a football life. You've had a baseball life. And I want to ask you about the two guys that are so interesting right now. I want you to put your GM hat on. Is you think about you got Juan Soto's 23. You got him for the – if you trade for him, you can flip him at any point. But let's just say you're keeping him long term. You can keep him till the end of this year and then two more years And then now they're floating out Shohei Ohtani, which is a generational player. He's a huge moneymaker. You think about what he does for you off the field and on the field. What do you think it would be like as an opposing GM to try and acquire one of these guys?
10: Well, it's a nightmare, quite frankly. Um, Both of those players, Ohtani, I believe, is going to require more than Soto, um because otani is a two way player and he's not just a two way player he's a two way all star player cash cow he's, he's an all star pitcher he's an all star hitter um and he does come into a lineup and come to a team um in my opinion with more impact than soto and so because of that um you don't you don't have <laughs> you don't have enough players in my opinion in your system good <laughs> players in your system. to make that kind of trade you you just don't have it and and I say that also about Soto you you just don't have enough good players in your system to make that kind of trade and so as a general manager um, without putting your whole system your whole minor league system at ransom um, it's a very very difficult trade to make for either one of those players it, it, would
6: it be like uh, you go into a restaurant, you have a menu, you got your starters, you got your soups and salads, you got your entrees, you got your desserts? I mean, would you just say,
10: pick what you want? Well, what you're going to have to try to do is, uh, I mean, and it's, a, it's, it's an it's an exchange. Um, as a general manager, you send them over a list of players that, you would be willing to trade and and obviously you're not sending them chump players you're sending them a good list of players you're going to have uh you're going to have some of your top 10 prospects in there um and hopefully you can get a deal done that way um but in in a trade like this the other the opposition the angels are going to be sending you back your one your two your three your four prospects and they're gonna be asking for a lot. It's it's a it's it's a difficult trade to make. I, I can't even imagine um what what you get back in compensation. Is it a four player trade? Is it a five player trade? In my opinion, you don't have four players that are good enough for Otani. Yeah. You don't have four players that are good enough for Soto. Um, And a lot of times when you have trades like this, it ends up being three-way trades. You you end up doing trades through other organizations to try to get the package that you want to put together. You get another organization's one or two prospects to try to put together a group of one prospects for an Otani or for a Soto.
5: Well, that was part one of Chris Townsend's catch-up with Dave Stewart. We're going to have part two of that coming on later on as we get you ready for A's and White Sox. But coming up next, we've got A's Total Access pregame show, Jessica Kleinschmidt, the A's multimedia journalist. She's going to join us and help us preview some of the best moments from the A's ahead of the trade deadline and also look at something that may be happening in the division. We'll have that for you next as we roll along with A's Total Access presented by
9: Chevron.
2: A's cast is your destination for non-stop A's baseball.
1: Jed deep in the box, slightly open, the pitch to him, is swung on and launched a deep right, way back. Tramell at the track, he will turn and watch it fly. Jed Lowry homers to right center and shoots the A's in front. The next pitch swung on and hammered a deep right center field. Kiermaier on the run to the
4: track at the wall, jumps and it is gone. Sean Murphy, bangs went
5: out to deep right center. This is A's
2: Total Access with Chris Townsend, presented by Chevron.
5: Welcome back to A's Total Access pregame show, presented by Chevron. Chevron with Techron gives you unbeatable cleaning and mileage, Chevron together ahead. Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend this weekend as the A's take on the White Sox. First pitch coming up at 510 for you, but as we continue to get you ready, We're gonna catch up now with multimedia journalist Jessica Kleinschmidt joining us live on A's Total Access. Jess, always great to talk with you, especially when the A's are playing well. We've got the MLB trade deadline coming up on Tuesday. And while we're certainly keeping an eye on the A's, they aren't the only team in the AL West that's gonna be very busy ahead of the deadline. The Angels kind of the annual Pagoda champs predicted to always break through and finally win the division. And it never really happens, but this year they've got a lot of interesting players that could be available ahead of the deadline.
13: Yeah. And it's kind of interesting to watch the Shohei Otani situation unfold. Now for starters, these rumors, when they first started, we were thinking there's no way in heck the angels would do anything to move. Otani, not just because of his capabilities on the field, but this guy is a universal superstar. So I don't want anybody to get too excited after hearing the rumor from Joel Sherman that the Angels are keeping an open mind about him. But it's one of those things, like even with the A's themselves, I was under the impression they weren't going to – do anything with Sean Murphy because they love him so much, but they're going to take some phone calls. When those phones ring, you're going to want to pay attention, especially with a guy named Juan Soto heading out there, probably going to be traded before the deadline. I would anticipate it could be something along the lines of a domino effect, or if you want to see what you're going to be getting for a guy like Juan Soto, you might want to think about that times maybe two for a guy like Otani, maybe obviously not this season, but in seasons going forward. And I know we don't pay the Angels until after this series, but additionally, we may not even see Noah Syndergaard in Angels uniform by the time the A's go to Anaheim. The Yankees are very much interested in him, um, despite a little bit of his numbers, I guess, softening since his time during the Mets, but when they when the team acquired Andrew or when they acquired Ben and Tendi, they didn't have to give up a huge haul, which means there's plenty of resources to take on a guy like Cindergard. Or of course Montas was a guy that was on their radar as well. And they no team every single team needs some more pitching heading into the postseason. So those are some things to keep an eye on. I like I said, Angels fans don't freak out. I don't think Otani's gonna get dealt, but they're gonna answer some of those phone calls because at the end of the day You don't know what a guy's worth until you have these discussions.
5: Yeah, you're right. And a a guy like Soto, I think that's the domino that needs to fall before kind of all these other pieces. Because any team that may be interested in maybe some of the guys the A's have, like you mentioned, maybe Sean Murphy, who would require a lot of players back, or Frankie Montas. I think other teams are probably going to wind up holding on to some of their top prospects until they're certain that they're maybe out on some of these guys, like either Soto or Otani. But a cool moment that happened at the Coliseum earlier this week that I want to ask you about. Like, Steph Curry has transcended just like Bay Area fandom. He's a huge global star. And he's showing up at the Coliseum. It, you know, we've had other athletes, big athletes. Clay Thompson's been there. I know, you know, Juan Tiscano Anderson was recently there. But when Steph Curry shows up, the last time I remember that big a star having that kind of impact on the ballpark was maybe when Brad Pitt showed up to the A's game during the Moneyball years.
13: <laughs> I'm a little upset I missed that. Um, I ended up working for NBC a few years later, but you're right. But the thing was, was, was Steph was very approachable. and While he wasn't ava- made available to the media specifically, he was like a kid in a candy store after he left the clubhouse. Now he's, of course, his locker buddies with Elvis Andrews and Jed Lowry usually would be at the locker right next to him, but he was doing a rehab assignment with AAA and it was cool to watch stuff come out and he was wearing his night, night shirt underneath his eat, play, learn, eat, learn, play, pardon me, um, Jersey that we, that the A's made for him. And he's very philanthropic, but he was walking out and he, he was so excited to throw, to get some BP from Mark Kotze. And he saw he was okay. It was kind of humbling to watch <laughs> a superstar athlete foul a lot of balls off. But he was so excited to be there. He knew how to hit Oppo. At the end of the day, he's one of the greatest athletes, especially to ever wear an NBA uniform. So that was cool. And the Astros fangirled over him. And, of course, obviously the A's did as well. And um, Dusty Baker was there. And, you know, they shook hands. And Dusty said, you know, tell your dad I said hello really cool to watch but the best part to me was Steph stayed not only through the entire game because he spoke to us on you know TV and then did did all of that stuff but he stayed at the game and then after the game after I had talked to Kotze I talked to Cole Irvin I talked to Stephen Bo so I was there about 25 minutes after the game had ended Steph was out there watching the kids that he invited from the community, run the bases, and give them high fives and stuff. And I gotta be honest, I've seen a lot of athletes come to the Coliseum and I've never seen them stay for an entire game and then some, so I was very, very impressed.
5: Oh, he's an impressive guy, Jess. I'm with you 100%. He's maybe the best athlete we've ever seen on and off the field. It was such a cool moment for Curry at the ballpark earlier this week. Well, Jessica Kleinschmidt, always great catching up with you. We'll catch up with you later on this weekend as we roll along with A's Total Axis. Coming up next, Vince Catronio with the latest Where Are They Now? featuring former A's outfielder Travis Buck, some of the best hair the A's have had recently. We're going to hear more of that on A's
9: Total Axis presented by Chevron. This is A's Total Access. Our
4: weekly Where Are They Now? episodes have featured World Series heroes and all stars, journeymen and players with unforgettable moments. This week, we catch up with Travis Buck, A's outfielder from 2007 to 2010. And it's a reminder that no two careers are exactly alike. Travis was a first round pick from Arizona State in 2005. And was moving fast through the organization by the spring of 07 he was expecting one thing but injuries to dan johnson and mark Katze
3: presented another the second day after the game you know they called me into to bob's office and you know i was walking down the hallway there and i saw a white jersey that had my last name on it with no number and i'm like you know wait a second what's going on here first of all i thought that was pretty cool but i'm like why would that be right there you know and then I walk into the office and everybody's in there, all the front office and Bob's behind his desk. And, you know, we kind of just went over, you know, the, the spring of what I had and obviously the things that were, you know, that transpired the injuries. Um, and I was slated to go to Sacramento. I had no idea where Oakland was opening up. Uh, I was just excited about, you know, playing AAA, one, one step closer to, to fulfilling my ultimate dream. And uh, when they told me I made the team, um, that's when I had to pull out that, that pocket calendar and, and saying, "Holy smokes!" So I'm we're opening up in in Seattle at Safeco, obviously my home state, where uh, I had to get on the horn and tell all my friends and family that uh, obviously I made the team and that we're opening up in uh, in Seattle. So I had a un- a tremendous support that that came, uh, all my extended family, my immediate family, friends, got a chance to to watch me in my major league debut. Obviously, facing Felix at that time, he was, you know, in my opinion, the toughest pitcher that I've ever ever, ever faced. Um, you know, he, he, I think he really licked his chops when he was facing the A's every time. I mean, he'd go about seven or eight scoreless, maybe a run, you know, two or three hits and about 10 punch outs. So, and this uh, is that,
4: the 97 98, Felix, with the great split and the heartbreaking ball.
3: He was ridiculous. You know, he basically had five plus pitches and threw them in any count, t- you know, fastball upwards, mid to upper 90s. Uh, but you know, I, I didn't care where I, where I hit, you know, that Bob was telling me I'm playing right field and I'm like, what I've just appreciated the opportunity. This is my dream. And one thing that really stood out before the game, we talked about veterans, Jay Watasek, we were out uh, in, in batting practice and he just said, Hey man, this is the same game up here. Do what got you here. Don't try to be someone who you're not. Yeah. The guys up here are better and more consistent. But obviously, you're here for a reason, so that kind of eased my, you know, my, my nerves a little bit. Saying, "Hey, this is the same game that we have played ever since we we're in, you know, little league. It's just obviously it's at the very highest level." Uh, but facing Felix, you know, I I think yeah, it was one for three or one for four. I know I struck out my first at bat, and uh, you know, I didn't want to fall behind, you know, my second at bat on. And so I think I think he threw me a little fastball kind of up in the zone. I hit it. To the base of the wall in center field over Ichiro's head and you know it was just like I was floating into second base you know that was just like holy smokes my first big league hit in front of my friends and family um, definite dream come true and, and obviously something i'm never going to forget
1: one all pitch to buck is driven to deep center ichiro going back ichiro is at the track it's over his head and off the wall travis buck turning at first going to second with a stand-up double and that's his first major league hit and the buck fan club is loving it at safeco field and that was no cheapy that was a rocket that the
4: six-time Gold Glover basically just said, "I ain't going to get to it. I'll just try to play the camera. Hope it stays in the park." Buck played in 82 games in a season marred by injuries, but looking back, he still knows what 2007 meant to him.
3: Statistically speaking, my best year of my career. Uh, it was the funnest year of my career. Um, I had no pressure, right? I was then. I was just one of the guys, and you know, you had a lot of veteran guys that were you know, everybody was circling their name saying, Hey, this guy is not going to beat us. And my name was always left uncircled, which allowed me to, to get a lot more hittable pitches. But uh, having so many of those guys take me under their wing, uh, granted, I played basically about half half the year and had a lot of injuries that popped up. I wish I would have handled things a little bit differently because, um, you know, you always Think you're going to play this game forever and looking back it's like man was I really hurt or was I sore and it's it's really trying to explain to our guys here in college that, that want to play professionally it's like you know you're playing a game that you're basically playing 162 games in 180 days and you're not going to be you're not ever going to be 100 percent so uh, you're gonna have to learn to to play you know injured a little bit at times it was definitely a blast that, that rookie year i wish i would have stayed on the field uh, a lot more i think we all do
1: 26 years of age 64 230. jonathan kapelbaum 0-2 to buck it's on the way and it's swung up. hit the deep right field in the corner going back on it hinsky he's at the track he's got the wall he leans into the stands and the ball is gone and Travis Buck has tied the ball game with a towering drive to right field for a two run home run in the top of the ninth inning off Papelbon the A's have tied it up at 4-4. Travis Buck with his third home run this year and that quiets the Fenway faithful.
4: Going into 2008 following a collection of trades Travis found himself at a unique place as a young player that the A's wanted to push
3: out front. That next year was was a very difficult transitioning year for me because we trade everybody away. Uh, Swisher was one of my good fr- uh, friends at the time, uh, and here I was, you know, playing 80-something games, like you said face of the franchise had my bobblehead on all the billboards you name it everybody wants to be that guy but it's kind of like be careful what you ask for and you know obviously for for the, the organization to do all that stuff uh for me really showed how much they believed in me and uh that made me think that I had to be someone who I wasn't. I tried to hit all these home runs. Everybody looked at me, you're 6'2", 6'3", 220, 30 pounds, you need to hit more home runs. That was never just my game. And when I tried to do that, I forgot what I did so well, which was go to left center. So uh, case in point, obviously the, the the spring training that year, I didn't put up as many numbers as I would like. i go into to Tokyo, you know, dealing with shin splints, playing on turf. That wasn't very obviously good for the shins. But being able to to be in that atmosphere uh, was was obviously another memory that I'll never forget. Getting a chance to obviously lead off against Daisuke Matsuzaka in Japan. Uh, You know, the place is going nuts. I'm like, you know what? I'm swinging at the first pitch. And I I got a great pitch to hit. Now, if I was my normal self, who knows what would have happened but me trying to be someone who I wasn't, trying to hit that first pitch about 500 feet. I got jammed, roll over. Then I end that you know that two or three game stretch 0 for eight, and then I end up going you know 0 for 26, and uh, that's when I truly found out that uh, the business side of the game. But being able to experience that, going over to Japan, playing a couple exhibition games, and then obviously facing the Red Sox two times uh, was obviously another amazing memory that uh, I had an opportunity to experience.
4: To hear the entire conversation including Travis as a coach at his alma mater of Arizona State and experiencing fatherhood for the first time, go to athletics.com slash acecast.
0: Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly, cookies and milk, Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't, because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official healthcare partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente, thrive.
8: Visit kp.org today. Humanity has accomplished a whole lot so far. We created penicillin, the automobile, and the internet. Not to mention drones, duct tape, and the hot dog. It's all thanks to the power of human connections. And Ring Central's here to make that even easier, more seamlessly, and securely on a platform built to grow your business. Say hello to a whole new way to say hello. Visit ringcentral.com and say hello to possibilities. Ring Central, message, video, phone, together.
12: August 6th is International Trading Card Day, and Tops wants to celebrate with you. Visit your participating local hobby shop where you will receive a free pack of cards plus a special card if you purchase $10 or more of TOPS products while supplies last. Post your packs on social media using the hashtag TOPSITCD and follow along with TOPS. Visit tops.com for more information.
8: This radio commercial was made to convince you to stop speeding. We can't use siren sound effects on the radio. So we'll use other equally jarring sound effects to get your attention, like telling you that whether you drive a little over the speed limit or a lot, you can crash just the same. You could hurt yourself, or worse, others.
10: I'm at the scene of the collision.
8: And the damage you cause will be beyond repair. See, we didn't have to use crash or siren sounds after all. Speeding catches up with you. Brought to you by NHTSA.
1: Now, here's the 0-2 pitch. Waved it, and Cole Irvin strikes out the side.
8: A's Cast is your 24-7
2: destination for A's baseball. Visit athletics.com slash A's Cast for on-demand and live coverage of the Oakland A's. Now back to A's Total Access with Chris Townsend. Presented by Chevron.
5: Welcome back to A's Total Access pregame show presented by Chevron. I'm Joe Hughes filling in for Chris Townsend this weekend as the A's looking to extend their season best win streak as they take on the White Sox tonight. A's having a lot of success. We've seen some strong performances from a few of the guys on the staff, including tonight's starter, James Caprillian, sporting a 2.05 ERA in his last four starts this month. He'll be on the mound for that 5-10 first pitch, but now it's time to check in with the Kaiser Permanente injury report. The A's bullpen has been very strong so far this month, but they may be close to getting some more relief. Danny Jimenez is set to begin a rehab assignment tonight for AAA Las Vegas in... Uh, sorry, for Las Vegas in AAA, A's skipper Mark Kotze providing an update ahead of the game.
11: Danny is throwing today, aiming a relief. The rehab schedule is to have him off. To throw against Sunday and then reconvene on how he's feeling and, and direction for Danny at that point.
5: Well, Danny Jimenez has missed about a month and a half so far while recovering from a shoulder strange, but getting him back healthy, and that would really provide some length to that A's bullpen, especially in the back end with Zach Jackson and Lou Trevino giving them another option to try to close out some games. That was today's injury report brought to you by Kaiser Permanente, reminding you to stay safe, stay positive, and stay healthy. Visit KP.org today for more details. As we take a look at the stat of the day brought to you by Mechanics Bank, the A's just had their streak of eight consecutive games with an error come to an end. That was on Wednesday. They've had 64 errors on this season. That is tied with tonight's opponent, the White Sox, for the most in the American League. Coming up next on A's Total Access, part two of Townie's talk with A's legend Dave Stewart. We'll have that for you next as A's Total Access presented by Chevron continues.
7: Now batting, Xfinity Internet. It's made to do anything, so you can do anything. Supercharge your home with incredibly fast and powerful supersonic Wi-Fi. With three times more bandwidth, it covers all the bases and then some. And strike out billions of threats with advanced security that helps keep you safe at home and on the go. If you're keeping score... That's internet that does it all. That's unbeatable internet from Xfinity, proud partner of the Oakland Athletics. Restrictions apply. Not available
5: in all areas.
6: Your loan personalized.
5: Whether you're planning your next vacation, backyard landscaping, or even consolidating debt, Welcome back to A's Total Access presented by Chevron. Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend. And now we bring you part two of our interview with Dave Stewart. The MLB trade deadline coming up on Tuesday. And some surprising names for the A's rumored to be available, including A's catcher Sean Murphy, would be a surprise to see the A's move on from somebody who would likely bring back a haul. Dave Stewart on if the A's would consider moving such a young, valuable piece.
10: I think that there's probably a lot of asking Um, no doubt about it. I think people are asking about Murphy. I'm not sure that Murphy is a tradable piece right now. Um, Pinder is a tradable piece. Uh, He's going to be a free agent. Um, you've got Montas, who, in my opinion, is one of the top pitchers on the market, um, for any team. He, he, he goes into a rotation. He's at the top of your rotation. And when I think about the rest of, of possible trades for the A's, I just don't know that it makes sense. Um, because they've got a lot of guys that are controllable pieces for a long time that aren't making a lot of money right now. Um, And and so there may be no reason to do that. And, you know, I I don't know that you're going to get that good of a return for any of these other pieces. Frankie Montage, the proper time to trade him, and I think that this was planned from, from the beginning of spring training till the point that he is traded, is that they figured his most effective time and the time that they would get the best that they could for him is at the trade deadline. And I believe that they're going to make a killing.
6: Okay. So I was going to ask you, I was going to follow up. If they don't get exactly what they want, do you hold them and wait till next off season?
10: I don't think that it happens. I think that their best time right is right now. I think that there are enough teams that are contending. um, Some teams that are short. Um, When you look at the rotations of, of a lot of these teams, there are some holes in there. I mean, Houston Astros are a team that I, I like their starting rotation. I think that the Yankees aren't too sure about their rotation. The Phillies might be after them. You never know where this could end up. But teams that are a question mark in their rotation, their fourth and fifth guys, because Frankie fills in now at the top of the rotation that pushes everybody back. He may not be the one, but he might be the two, or he could be the three. And if he's the two, the three goes to four. So he's one of those guys that makes your rotation better. He makes, gives you a little bit more length. I think that the time for the age to move him is now.
6: Yeah, and then you can take one of your better starters for the playoffs and put that guy in the bullpen, and we saw how the Nationals used starters in the bullpen, and that was huge for them in their World Series run. You know, talking about what you have going, I and I know – as big as A's pre- and post-game live is for you. Um, you got some big things going in Nashville. If you haven't been following it, New York Times did a big thing on yep. you. Uh, there's been a lot of national pub. But if you're an A's fan going, what's Dave Stewart been doing these days? <laughs> Uh, we've talked a little bit. You know, we're not doing TV together. We've talked about it. I think it's absolutely fascinating. What you're doing is going to be great for baseball, uh, great for Nashville, great for your career, yep. and you have to be so excited because once, once Oakland and Tampa <clears throat> get situated, here comes Dave Stewart and Nashville.
10: Nashville, we, we, have a, we, have a, we think that we're positioned really, really well in Nashville for expansion. I mean, as you mentioned, um, the A's have to solve their issues and problems here in Oakland or Las Vegas, wherever that's going to be. Tampa, I think, is being put in a position where they have to solve their problem in Tampa. Um, We've got two expansion territories, which are Nashville. um, I should say two of the top expansion locations are Nashville and Las Vegas. Um, I have uh, been a part of a group in Nashville for the last four years and now that more expansion talk is being being spoken in, in in the words of baseball in the words of the commissioner um we have become a a little bit more of a i think a front runner in this um in getting a team in nashville and then the other piece of that is that you know um baseball has has said and and it's been spoken i've talked to i've i've spoken to several owners um and had many conversations at this point with the commissioner. And baseball is ready for black ownership. I'm not talking about 5% ownership, uh, similar to what Jeter had, or 20% with Magic Johnson. And I'm not sure what LeBron James has with Boston, but I'm talking about 51% ownership. And I believe that I can pull this together. Um, I have every reason to believe that I can get it done and will get it done. And, um, you know, we've adopted the name of the Nashville Stars, in nashville and people say well what is that well nashville had an old negro league team that played there and negro league teams played in nashville in the 40s and the 50s and so this once again will be a first for major league baseball to take an old negro league team and apply that to a major league baseball team every conversation that we've had has been positive in the commissioner's office um, and all we need to do now is a solve your problems and yeah tampa solve yours and Let's move to the next step.
5: Well, that was part two of our interview with Dave Stewart. Great to hear Dave Stewart, especially ahead of the MLB trade deadline. A's getting ready to take on the White Sox tonight. That's coming up in about 15 minutes from now. But coming up next, the voice of the A's, Ken Cora, catching up with A's manager, Mark Kotze. We'll have that conversation for you on A's Total Access pregame show presented by Chevron.
0: Kaiser Permanente, Thrive. Visit kp.org today.
4: Innovation, is at the heart of Cal State East Bay. Like at our Green Biome Institute, where faculty and students map genes from California's endangered plants. Or how we open doors for local entrepreneurs at our Small Business Development Center. From educators to nurses to STEM professionals, Cal State East Bay has real impact throughout the region's neighborhoods, boardrooms, and entire economy. Be part of the innovation. Connect of Cal State East Bay at csueastbay.edu impact.
0: Looking good, Mrs. Dobbs. The head groundskeeper at Thad's Golf Course just retired. We need to find someone in the next two weeks. Someone with botany and management experience. He needs a, a replacement Tired because the greens are already crash. looking a little, a little rough. Aeration, they need to know it all. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits by interviewing on Indeed. Visit indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. Venture X from Capital
2: One is the travel card for people always asking. "Where next.
0: Terms apply, see CapitalOne.com for details.
9: This is A's Total Access.
1: On the south side of Chicago, the A's begin a three-game series against the White Sox with Mark Kotze, former White Sox. Uh, parts of about a year and a half here with the Sox beginning in 09. Did you enjoy your time here?
11: I did, uh, I didn't know what to expect when I came here, um, but I was welcomed with open arms and uh, played for legendary Ozzie Gian. Uh, through his managerial stints, um, but I did. I enjoyed the south side.
1: What was it like playing in this ballpark? Anything quirky or unusual about playing center field here?
11: Well, you just got to pay attention to the flags. Um, and the flags will tell you everything. they will tell you what temperature it is outside um, and, and, and how the ball is going to travel. So. Uh, And it's true. Uh, Wind comes off the lake and it's cold, or at least tonight it's going to be very nice and cool Uh, in a a summer. In uh, in July 29th, we're getting temperatures in the 70s, which isn't normal. But if those flags turn around at some point this weekend and blow out, it'll be really warm.
1: Exactly. You have to feel really good about the homestand going six and two.
11: Yeah, we do. Uh, We played really good baseball. Our offense performed really well. Um, You know, you never want a day off uh, when things are going well. And, uh, you know, hopefully we come out of that day off and uh, continue our progress that we've made.
1: A full day off in Chicago is not the worst thing in the world.
11: No, it's not. There's a lot of uh, great sites, uh, things to do here, great restaurants. um, You know, so I'm sure the guys had a good time yesterday. So many
1: things stand out from the homestand, especially the Astros series, Mark. Uh, Your bullpen in the three games, ten innings, and just one run. It has to be a great feeling for a manager to know when you go down to the pen, you have a lot of confidence in the guys down there.
11: Yeah, the guys down there really uh, have done a great job. You know, throughout the season, we've had our, you know, uh, times where we haven't had success, but that's, I think, to be expected when you've got a bullpen that you're grinding on a little bit and guys can get tired. Uh, I was thankful for the day off yesterday to get some of the guys uh, an extra day rest that didn't pitch uh, on Wednesday afternoon, and and that's a credit to to Cole Irvin and how well he threw the ball Uh, seven innings really, really gave us a, a great outing Uh, One that we needed from a team standpoint, but also from a bullpen standpoint.
1: Yeah, for sure. And A.J. Puck gets his second save. He gave you an inning and two-thirds out of the pen on Monday night. Now, you were a left-handed hitter. A.J.'s been on fire recently. What are left-handed hitters seeing when they bat against Puck?
11: Well, uh, sometimes they see a ball coming right at him when he throws the two-seamer in. But, uh, you know, the sweeping slider has been good for A.J. Uh, He's been able to locate his fastball Uh, Down in the zone to lefties, he's got that, you know, explosive fastball. So, on the first base side, which was a big adjustment for A.J. from spring training, uh, that also provides some deception and some angle. It can't be a fun at bat.
1: You're facing the uh, veteran right-hander Lance Lynn tonight. We've seen games in which he's thrown, like, 90% fastballs against the A's. How did that factor into your lineup tonight?
11: Yeah, you know, you look for good fastball hitters uh, against Lance. And, uh, and, and, you know, he's a crafty veteran. If, if he identifies guys in this lineup that are getting on his heater, he'll break out the breaking ball and the changeup. But uh, he does attack with his fastball until you show you can hit it, and, and I expect nothing less.
1: All right, Joe, that's the skipper, and we'll send things back over to you.
11: Well, thank you, Ken.
5: We have done our best to get you ready. A's opening the weekend series with the White Sox tonight. I'll be back with you after the game. Ken Korak and Vince Catronio on the call. You've been listening to A's Total Access pregame show presented by Chevron. Oh, oh, oh